Yo, yo, welcome back to Stoop Kid Stories. Say it with me. Episode 7, Season 4. Episode 7, Season 4. Woohoo! Thank you, thank you all for joining me again for another story. For those of you who are new to the Stoop Kid crew, welcome. And to my returning listeners, hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> I'm so excited to share another story with you all this week. It's gonna be popping. But first things first, you know we got some Stoop announcements, so let's get it. It's birthday time. Hey, it's birthday time. Yeah, yeah, it's birthday time. Yeah, it's birthday time. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday to Nora Emmett. Miles, Jasper, and Sean. I hope that you all had an amazing birthday and that this was the best birthday yet. You know what's great about birthdays? People come together to celebrate you. And that's amazing. So I hope that you were surrounded by love and you got to eat all the cake and ice cream that you wanted. Happy birthday from me and all of the Stoop Kids and the Stoop Kid crew. Hey, yo, Stoop grown-ups, if you would like for your child to receive a birthday shout-out or other special goodies, make sure you go to www.patreon.com slash stories and make a pledge. Also, with that being said, I just wanted to say happy belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there, granddads, uncles, um, older brothers, father figures, coaches, goddads, everyone out there. Happy, happy Father's Day. I hope that this day was amazing. And just know that you are appreciated and you are all loved. Happy belated Father's Day. Now, another announcement. Tomorrow, well, I guess when this episode airs, I will be in rehearsals for Stoop Kid Stories Live! It is the live stage musical version of Stoop Kid Stories happening at the Summer Theater of New Canaan in New Canaan, Connecticut. So if you're in the New England area or if you're close to New York, make sure you come out and see this show. You can go to www.stonc.org to buy tickets. It'll be outside. It'll be a fun time. We open July 17th and we close August 1st. And we're only running on weekends. So make sure you go buy a ticket. And to keep up with all the rehearsal shenanigans and get some backstage, you know, inside scoop, Make sure you're following Stoop Kid Stories on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter because for the next couple weeks, I'm going to be showing you all the behind the scenes of how we make this musical. Woohoo! I'm so excited! Another thing. I wanted to say, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, can you make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast? There are a lot of changes happening in the podcast world, and I don't want to get lost in the sauce. So if you can make sure that you leave a nice little review and rate, it'll keep me, um, you know, just on the feed. And so everybody can listen to Stupid Kid Stories. So could you do that for me? I would really, really appreciate it. Now, here's something cool. I wanted to share something from a Kids Listen family member, the podcast Noodle Loaf. 
My friends over at Noodle Loaf have a new book that's out, and I want to tell you all about it. From the creator of Noodle Loaf, another popular podcast for kids, comes the book Families Can, a board book that celebrates the diverse ways a family can look. The book is written in a fun-to-read rhythmic rhyme, and the illustrations by Booksmart are gorgeous. This is a book for all families, about all kinds of families, because after all, it is our differences that make us unique, but our love that connects us together. So, if you're interested in buying this book and supporting another Kids Listen podcast member, go to noodleloaf.com slash stoopkids and pick up your copy. Buying through that link also supports the show, so everybody wins! Yay! So go, 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 and go support my friends at Noodle Loaf because they are amazing. And listen to their podcast, too, because the songs and stories are great. Okay, I think those are all of my announcements. And uh, let's get into the story. Let's go. One summer afternoon, McKinley was sitting in her room reading her favorite book, The Journey to Melanin Island. She loved this book so much. There were so many pictures of these beautiful young girls whose skin glowed shiny blue-black in the night and sun-kissed brown during the day. McKinley loved to read. Instead of a toy chest in her room, she had a library full of books. Even the books that she had as a baby still had a place on the shelf. Her parents loved the fact that McKinley was such an avid reader. However, McKinley desired to have a shiny new electronic tablet. Everyone in her class, even though school was over, either had a shiny phone or a shiny tablet. She felt a little left out watching everyone download and play new games on their phone, send messages to each other and all of that, and all she had was a chapter book. She asked her parents repeatedly for a tablet, and they just kept saying no. It was a Sunday. Her and her parents had got up, ate breakfast, and went off to church, like they did every Sunday. Normally, after church, they would come home and take a long nap, because after-church naps just hit different, if you know what I mean. But this time, instead of taking a left turn onto their block, her dad kept driving straight and headed onto the highway. Where are we going? McKinley asked. You'll see when we get there, baby girl, her mom said. After about 15 minutes, they pulled up to the mall garage. Ooh, since we're at the mall, can I get a soft pretzel, please, please, please? McKinley begged. Nope, we're here for one thing and one thing only, her dad said. She followed behind her parents as they walked into this big store full of gadgets and electronics called City Circuit. McKinley had no idea why they were in there. Maybe her dad broke his phone again and needed an upgrade. She followed her mom and dad around the store as they headed over to the table that was full of tablets. Pick which tablet you would like. You had an amazing school year, and we just wanted to get you something special. Also, you have proven yourself to be responsible, so this is our gift to you, her mom said. McKinley smiled the biggest smile she could have ever smiled. She couldn't believe it. She was getting her first tablet, She looked at all the pretty colors and picked out a bright red one. Her mom winked at her and said, good choice. They called over to the associate to ring it up at the register. He handed McKinley the bag and she skipped out the door to the car. 
As soon as McKinley got back home, she ran upstairs to unbox her new tablet. So shiny and sparkly it was. She immediately plugged it up to the charger and waited patiently for the battery to get enough juice to turn on. She stayed up all night taking pictures on it, downloading different games and apps, and just playing with the different features. The day turned to nightfall, and in the early, quiet hours of the morning, McKinley finally fell asleep, with the tablet resting on her chest. Suddenly, the tablet started to gently vibrate. McKinley didn't feel it, though. The tablet vibrated again, and it still didn't wake McKinley. The tablet continued to vibrate more and more, and suddenly she woke up out of her sleep. She looked down to see that the tablet was glowing, which was odd because she remembered turning it off before she went to sleep. She looked at the screen and saw these swirly-looking circles floating around. In the middle was the word ENTER. McKinley thought that maybe it was a lock screen and didn't think nothing of it. She put the tablet down, rolled it back over, and went back to sleep. Once again, the tablet started to vibrate, and this time it started to ring, which woke McKinley up out of her sleep again. This time, she looked closely at the tablet, and all of a sudden, she was sucked into a tablet portal. Whoa! She said, spinning and turning out of control. She landed on this purple sand, surrounded by yellow and green palm trees and clear blue waters. Where am I? She whispered to herself. She looked around and saw no one. Then, in the distance, she saw a group of people walking towards her. She couldn't make out the faces quite yet because they were so far away. McKinley got scared and started to run behind a tree. Don't be afraid. McKinley, we aren't here to hurt you, one of the voices said. Who, who are you and uh, where am I, McKinley said timidly. We are on Melanin Island and we are here to welcome you home, another voice said. Melanin Island? Like... From the book, McKinley said, peeking around from the tree. Yes. Do you not recognize where you are? You studied the story quite often, the leader of the voices said. I didn't really study it. I just like the book and read it all the time. Wait, are you? (laughs) Yes. Yes, we are. We are the girls of Shea Tribe, and we have come to welcome you home, our dear sister. Sister? I am not your sister, McKinley responded. (laughs) She doesn't know. She doesn't understand yet, one of the girls said to the other. Don't know what? Get me out of here. How do I get home? My dear sister, this is where you are from. You are a descendant of kings and queens from many decades ago. Your roots were planted here, and because of this, you have been granted an abundant life to explore off the island. McKinley stood there looking confused, but couldn't help but to look around at this beautiful place. The girls of the Shea tribe had long, pretty braids in their hair with these beautifully crafted beads hanging from the ends. They grabbed her by the hand and walked with her around the island. 
McKinley saw animals of the land grazing in the sun and the animals of the sea splashing in the cool blue waters. There were plenty of fruits hanging from the trees and crops springing up from out of the ground. Wow, this place is beautiful. It's way more beautiful than the book. But why am I here? One minute, I was playing with my tablet, laying in my bed, and then the next minute I was sucked in, McKinley asked. There's a time in everyone's life when they get to explore the island, and it was your time, one of the girls from the tribe said. I never knew this place was real. It looks just like the pictures in the book. Yes, it is a real and magical place, but only those with melanated skin can step upon these shores, another girl from the tribe said. How come? McKinley asked. Because this is a safe space. It was once sacred ground until a group of outsiders came onto the island and tried to destroy all that was here. We who are left here have spent centuries trying to rebuild it back to what it once was, she said. It looks pretty amazing to me. How was it before? McKinley said looking around at this magnificent place. There were royals whose skin was black as night. Who ruled this place? Establishments and communities were built and flourished and were ran by those whose skin looked like yours and mine. Once destroyed, their spirit remained here on the island, but it hasn't looked the same. It's hard to rebuild when what we knew here before was suddenly taken from us. Life and generations were impacted by the outsiders and their angry attacks. Oh, They don't talk about all of that in the book, McKinley said. Oh, I'm sure. It's too harmful to relive, and a lot of outsiders have failed to admit that this actually happened, so we as the remaining people retell the story by word of mouth to honor those who came before us and keep life alive here on the island, another girl from the tribe said. McKinley walked around the island with the girls from the Shea tribe, eating berries off of the trees putting her feet in the water and enjoying the sun gleaming on her face. She stayed with the girls all day and learned so much about this fascinating island and learned a lot about how she is connected to the people who lived here. The sun started to set and McKinley realized she needed to get back home, but didn't know how. She turned to ask the girls for directions, but they were nowhere in sight. McKinley started to panic. Then suddenly, a portal opened up on the shore that had a word, enter, floating in the middle of it, just like it looked on the tablet. She turned around one more time to see if the girls were anywhere to be found. She looked up and saw the three of them standing on top of a mountain, waving goodbye to her. Come back any time, dear sister. You are always welcomed here. One of the girls yelled down to her. I will. I promise, McKinley said and she took a deep breath and stepped through the portal. In a matter of seconds, she was back on her bed, with her tablet resting on her chest. She looked around the room, thinking about what just happened. Was this just a dream? I hope not, she said to herself. She laid back, closed her eyes, and drifted off to sleep. The end. 
Man, I want to go to Melanin Island. It sounded like such a beautiful place. Oh, wow. I'm so jealous that McKinley got to go on this amazing adventure through her tablet. Huh. I wonder what would happen if she took the rest of the Stupid Kid crew to Melanin Island. Well, there's only one way to find out. Make sure you tune into the next episode to see if McKinley brings the rest of the crew with her back to Melanin Island. And if she does, let's see what will happen. Well, thanks for listening. Till next time, bye!